My next guest is joining me from Bulgaria. Is that correct, Sophie? That is correct. And I want to hear you pronounce your name because it's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Well, my given name is Sofia Iotova, but I found Americans kind of have a hard time pronouncing that. So anyway, you do it. It's, it's really fine. Okay. All right. So I'd like to start off by reading what you sent me because you have such an interesting background, if you don't mind. Not at all. You are a Bulgarian food artist, TEDx speaker, certified eating psychology coach, and the founder and CEO of Foodie Boulevard, a global social enterprise that teaches kids and grown-ups to become real-life superheroes by using food as a superpower on and off the dining table. Now, you went through, and I'm not going to share so many more details, you had your own uh, series of traumatic personal events. You left your flourishing corporate career in IT, and you jumped into becoming a social entrepreneur. Because my show is all about transformations and overcoming, would you like to share a little bit about how something really hard turned into something really great? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I... For me, it's very important to, to talk about this because for many people, personal trauma is something that defines them, but in a negative way. And like, you know, I, I, I always like to say that this stuff lives your life instead of you and it should be the other way around. So yes. for me, everything started with, um, you know, the fact that I've struggled with an eating disorder since I was a teenager, and that defined me for well over a decade. I It controlled my social life, my sense of worth, my self-confidence, and it sounds pretty trivial because many people do struggle with similar things, but the thing is, stuff like that limits you. And for me, everything, like, every, all hell broke loose when I lost my grandmother to cancer in 2015 and she was diagnosed a week before my birthday oh my and then gosh. a month after my birthday we buried her it was a super rare type of cancer nobody had it coming and like everything got so much worse for me because this was the first close person that I ever lost and I didn't know how to process death like I didn't know how to maneuver in this weird um state of not knowing how to process these emotions and this is how my eating disorder got really bad and I realized you know food is something you can't quit food you, you can't quit alcohol you can't quit drugs you can't quit addictive behaviors that don't play a role in your life but food it's there every single day for the rest of your life and unless you find a way to make your relationship with it harmonious it's gonna eat you up alive right. and I've had enough like I'd I'd viewed food as my worst enemy for such a long time and I decided okay maybe I should just try something different and instead of afraid I became curious. Gradually I started playing around with it and I realized that there is so much more to it than what meets the eye and throughout the whole time I had my steady job, I was climbing up the, the, the corporate ladder, I became the youngest senior technical writer in my organization in the whole world. And Amazing. from the outside, I seemed like the epitome of success. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, I was broken. I was working really hard to become excellent at something that I hated, like many people do, mm-hmm. because this is the way we are conditioned to believe that success looks like, which... You know, it, it didn't for me because soon after I suffered a miscarriage, 
and then a bunch of crazy, you know, physical symptoms started happening. Like I started getting spontaneous bruises, my gums were bleeding, like things went just crazy. What was, why was that? Why was that? Well, 10 doctors couldn't say. It took me nine months uh, and a bunch of panic attacks and a scary burnout when my brain literally would not function, like it would not tell my body what to do, to finally admit in front of myself that I was winning other people's battles and I was not living in unison with my values, my sense of, you know, purpose, and, and that this just couldn't go on like that. And I just, you know, I left. I left a steady career, a steady paycheck, um, and I jumped into something that people, most people around me still view as like, just, you know, oh, she must be cooking all day long and just posting pretty pictures online, right? Oh, no. like, that's how people, many people view what I do. But um, the fact that I have those weird features, I call them, like I used to call them bugs because I also don't have sense of smell. Like I've never in my ever? life. Ever? All your ever, life? Never. Nothing. Zero. No flowers, no perfumes, no like public restrooms, none of that. And the combination between those two things actually made up this unique lens that empowers me to view food outside the box. And I never approach it as a like a cook or a chef. I viewed it as an artist. And yes. to me, food is like a journey of self-discovery and a journey of growth and a healing. And, you know, it can be so many more things than we are conditioned to believe. I think that got way too long, but I hope I managed to no, answer your I, question. No, it's really interesting to hear your journey. What I'm really blown away by is you managed to take a different step on your own. You, you figured this out on your own. Uh, well... You know, I've always been very, um, I've been excellent at playing an extrovert because I needed to find ways to fit in, but I've always been deeply introverted and I've always spent a lot of time in my head, you know, exploring my, my feelings and my reactions and my yearnings and all of this. And I realized that people around me and my environment and my generation, I'm a millennial. So, you know, there are certain things that, you know, need to take place in order for certain other things to, you know, go on sure. in our life. But to me, like none of this was making any sense. You know, I, I made all the right steps. I got an excellent education. I, you know, started living the grown up life, you know, making my first steps in the real world, working and this and that, it wouldn't give me any sense of fulfillment. Like I was making crazy money and I was broken. I was waking up in the middle of the night, you know, sweating and, you know, living for weeks, chronically tired. And this didn't make sense. Right. So I was like, okay, I can either kill myself doing this because I do have history of mental illness in my family mm -hmm. and I couldn't risk going there like I was just too afraid I wanted to be happy and I'd forgotten what it feels like to be unconditionally happy and feel simple joy so I I just did my own thing and I have I'm lucky to have my partner um support me tremendously throughout this transformation and you know I honestly I stopped talking to almost 
all people around me because they just wouldn't give me the space to be vulnerable and to say, this does not work. I need a change. Yeah. You can't have people that are not on your team in your yeah. life yeah. because yeah. it becomes very toxic. And um, I'm an introvert as well. People might think I'm not, but I have always been in my head as well. And sometimes if you just give yourself space and you move away those toxic people and you can hear your inner thoughts and think about things. Now I want to share with people how we met because we're both in the Yale class, the science of well-being with Dr. Lori Santos. And I saw your pictures of your food art and I thought, this is no hobby. This is somebody (laughs) with a lot of intelligence, with a lot of experiences. You are so creative. Oh, thank you for saying that. You know, um, as far as creativity goes, it was actually a few weeks after my um, miscarriage when I went back to work. And it was my boss at the time who told me, you know, we're having this keynote, um, this American speaker, he's a graffiti artist, he's coming to talk, you know, you should go. And at at the time, I was honestly, I was really apathetic and I didn't really find anything meaningful to, to, to do other than just work, but I went there. And this guy, he happens to be Eric Wall. He's remarkable. He's somebody who teaches people that creativity is attainable and that you can actually cultivate that through different kinds of practices. It's a muscle that you can exercise and every single person by design is creative. We just, you know, we get funneled in these, you know, um, traditional life paths that kill this creativity and I would go back to Sir Ken Robinson's you know um, TED talk how school kills creativity and I like I gradually started literally exercising my creativity muscle every single time I enter the kitchen because like I do develop recipes for a living I do teach people you know how to um, cultivate healthy habits in a fun way but every time I start cooking it's like a creativity workout because I'm like I get in the kitchen and I figure out what I'm going to come up with as I go. I don't follow recipes. I never cook the same thing twice. And I come up with my own interpretations of like the mood that I'm having at the moment and the, 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 the stuff that I have in my fridge. And like, I realized, okay, so just like you can cultivate discipline and resilience through martial arts, you can actually cultivate creativity through being playful with food. Oh, yeah. So that's how it all began, and I've just continued doing that without even thinking about it. It's become like, you know, something natural. It's a part of my, my operating system for a life at this point. And what a great way to build optimism and positivity in your life. How are things with you with uh, the quarantine and, and COVID? You know, initially, I was scared because... You know, everybody is going through something that nobody knows the extent of. Yes. I was terrified because my practice, something that I spent two years building, was wiped out in a day. Like, I couldn't do life courses, training sessions, none of that. And at the same time, I was weirdly empowered because... You know, I've been doing what I do for five years now, almost, and I I did not have the guts to step out of my comfort zone and try to build a global brand and, you know, make a statement internationally and kind of, you know, make my voice heard. So I was like, okay, so I'm either going to be broke forever and like not know how to 
move on yes. or I'm just gonna pivot again yes. and, you know, make a whole new type of, you know, lemonade with these crazy new lemons that nobody knows what to do with. I love so, it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I started thinking about, you know, how I can move my work to the digital space. And I came up with a concept for an immersive digital experience that would allow people from around the world to be together at the same time in the comfort of their own homes and create edible arts with me. You know? Fantastic. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with my conversation with Sophie Utova. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. I just want to give a shout-out to Sophie, who might be listening. Happy, happy birthday, Sophie. It was my pleasure to have you on the show today. It was fantastic. And congratulations on foodieboulevard.com. You are fantastic at pivoting, by the way. I've been lucky enough to go through enough challenging things, manageable challenging things, to know that, you know, impossible is nothing and you can take something from everything. So I just let this stuff guide me into a new direction because you know, the most important thing I learned from my corporate job was that chaos is inevitable and you either accept it or it breaks you. And it can yeah, definitely I, make you stronger. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, mean, I have this mantra that sometimes the worst thing that happens to you turns out to be the best thing that ever happened. hundred percent. And you are a prime example of that because you, you look at it as, Hmm, okay, there's a path, an unknown path. You know, and I think I'm going to check that out because there might be something good down that path. You don't live I mean, in fear or hesitation. I do every single day. You do? Every morning I wake up, you know, torn by hesitation. Am I good enough? Is this worth it? Sure. Sometimes I wake up with the feeling that I shouldn't exist because nobody would, you know, care about what I do. Um, especially when you try to transform a self-designed healing turned hobby, turned social enterprise. Like when you try to do that. Money is not really pouring in. And when you are used to associating yourself, when you're used to getting your sense of worth from your paycheck, you know, when this ends, it gets really scary because you lose your identity. And it took me uh, almost two years to get out of this, you know, overwhelming sense of uselessness that I was living with every day. But then, you know, I gradually realized that all the weirdness that I have in me is unique. It's the only unique thing about me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can either embrace that and let it kind of make up this unique lens that allows me to create unique value for people like me, or it can break me. So, you know, I, I chose to, I chose to be curious, you know, I chose curiosity over certainty. I chose Creativity over conventionality, courage over comfort, all of this stuff that basically, you know, lets you live whatever happens in your life. You know, if you think about all the artists that have ever existed, some are strange, weird, whatever people want to say about them, but they are brilliant. And I don't see one weird thing about you because (laughs) you just, you're just, you know, yes, we wake up in the morning and we doubt ourselves. 
is this worth doing? This isn't making any and making me any money, but you're intrinsically motivated to just yeah. go for it. And then the money will come later on. But right now you're so passionate that it becomes infectious. So this new endeavor because of COVID sounds really exciting. Well, thank you for saying that. Honestly, I think this is something I personally needed because one day I just went to the kitchen. I didn't feel like cooking because I, when I feel bad, I'm not in the mood to cook. Right. But I felt like just getting everything out of my head and transforming it into something observable, something that conveys my emotion and my thoughts and everything. Because the other thing I do is that I write. I have a degree in journalism and like writing is an expansion of who I am. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, I, I knew so many people feel powerless. And the reality is that we're really not. There's a lot of things we can't control, but how we view the circumstances and how, what we make of them, it's up to us. And yes. this was my way of generating simple, unconditional joys within this madness. And I realized many people can actually use a bit of that because on top of everything, during the quarantine, many people are required to cook so much more. And they are at the point where this has become such a chore that they just like, yeah, exactly. And I, I thought, okay, maybe I can help with that. Maybe I can turn it into, into playtime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of adults, they lose their sense of creativity or they think, oh, I was never creative. I'm, that's just not me. But yeah. it's so important to have that creativity in your life. Exactly. Because, you know, when you think of it, whether you're an accountant or a lawyer or, you know, um, a dancer, doesn't matter. Creativity is an operating system. You can solve so many problems when you approach them from a different perspective. And as long as you just remember that creativity is not just, you know, drawing or, you know, doing this or that, it's, you know, there's, it's such a dangerous fallacy because it robs us from a chance to have a competitive advantage in an era where, when, when so many people are well-educated and we just need to differentiate ourselves in, in a different way. And the, I think creativity is one way to do that. Um, it's interesting. You, you're talking about this and I'm thinking the people that are out of work right now, they need to stand out. And yes, you can have the MBA, you can have the graduate degree, but what else do you do? What, what else makes you a whole person? You know, are you a painter, a sculptor, writer like yourself? Um, it's just, when I saw your pictures, honestly, I thought this is so creative. Could you give your website for people want to check out your work? Absolutely. So if you go to foodieboulevard.com, you can see everything we've been doing in the past two months because the website, the English website is brand new. It's, it's a baby website. So we're just still working on it. But yeah, if you search for Foodie Boulevard on Facebook and Instagram, you're going to see us. Tell me just a little bit more about your, your latest venture. You probably have been doing a lot of Zoom things and what, what's it been like? Yeah, well, um, so I honestly, I'm lucky to have a lot of um, people around the world whom I've met through, um, you know, online workshops like different Akimbo things by Seth Godin uh, platform and by, um, you know, uh, the Institute for the Psychology of Eating that I got certified a few years ago. So I have those people around the world whom I, um, I use their input to give me feedback on my thoughts. You know, I, I have this concept, but it's, in my head and I'm not sure if it would work for you know people in their own homes so I've been I've been really you know 
conceptualizing a lot and I'm ready to do a actually a test run in the following weeks and see Good. if this new format is even viable because honestly I think whether this ends soon or not we need new ways to have constructive fun at home and I think this could be something that gives people space and excuse to be playful to yes. be creative and to end up with a delicious and nutritious meal without even having that as an agenda in the first place. Yes. And it's great for kids. It's great for, yeah, for parents to see that they can do this with kids. There are some positives in this whole situation. Yeah, I feel like you found them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, initially I was really scared and I was, because, you know, when you're creative, you're not creative only for the good stuff. You also come up with the worst case scenarios yes. of how, you know, your parents are going to die and your siblings are going to die and all yes. of this stuff. And I, I, I thought this was dangerous and I needed a distraction. So I just, I focused on what I loved and it guided the way. It's amazing. What advice would you give to somebody who is a creative person? They're listening to your story and they're thinking, oh, I've been through really tough times. I have this idea, but everybody keeps knocking it down. I would say don't feel guilty dedicating space and time to do what you genuinely love without having the promise of an immediate return on, on this investment. Because everything that I'm doing right now started um, almost a decade ago in a little studio that didn't even, ha even have a kitchen. And I started playing around with food because I was lonely. I had graduated from university. I had moved out of my home and to the capital city. I had no friends. I had no money to spare. And I just needed to do something. And because my go-to, you know, action is to always binge eat when I'm stressed out. Sure. I, I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to binge eat all the time. Before I binge eat, to distract myself, I'm just going to see what I can do with this food, without a kitchen, without anything fancy. And this is how everything started. I didn't have a plan that I'm going to get to where I am right now. So just, I would say to people, trust the process, you know? Yes. And play with your food. And play with your food. <laughs> Give your website one more time. So that's foodieboulevard.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I, I had a blast.